Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm Jace, I'm here with Lindsay. Hello. How are you doing, Lindsay? Feeling good, yeah. How have you been? I've been just fine, <laughs> thank you, Jace. <laughs> He's starting to crack a little bit. <laughs> and we're also here with Mike. I'm well, I've been good, thanks, Jace. Yeah. <laughs> Yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm grand, I'm grand. Mm. Loving the conversation we've been having. Are we going to so, have another one? <laughs> <laughs> nah. I was, I was trying to think of something really clever, but I lost it. It came and went. If you've been following along with us over season two, you'll know that we've been talking about our skill practices and our approach to behavior change. We had prior, prioritizing protein, too many peas, <laughs> power down, eat colorful veg, review and renew, snack smart, and move more. Today we're gonna to talk about the seventh and final one, which is eat just enough. Now sometimes it's good to think of the opposite to really understand what we're going for. So what would be the opposite of eating just enough? Eating too much, right? For for me it is. For some people it's Or eating too it's little. It's eating too little, yeah. For me it's eating too much and you know, I've spoken before on previous shows about how I struggled with my relationship with food and I had a, a long period where I was struggling with binge eating and even now like I have a I feel I have a really great relationship with food now. I still think, it's maybe a strange thing to say, but I still think the, uh, almost like the, the biggest source of me being in a, a down mood is when I eat too much. I think it affects my sleep, it affects my energy, it affects my mood, I just, I just feel, uh. so eat just enough when I'm, when I'm on point and in the zone and a good flow with, with this particular practice. It's a really big thing for me that energizes my life. What about you, Lindsay? Yeah, I said in the last episode that, you know, I, I'm on top of when I eat, maybe I eat when I'm not hungry and things like that, but there are days when I know that I haven't eaten enough. Okay. Especially if I've had a busy day at work or I've been on my feet more than 20,000 steps and I've not been in tune with what I have been eating during the day. And I'll find myself getting to about five, six at night and I can suffer from visual migraines because I've not had enough food. I feel a little bit dizzy. My energy's low. And I just feel rotten. Yeah. 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 I'm probably in the same camp as you, Mike, where I eat probably a little bit too much. And then it's, you know, you feel lousy and blah. <laughs> I, think, you... I think a good example of eating too much, and I say it a lot, is the Christmas Day fool. Christmas Day fool. Yeah, if you need a nap after having a meal, you probably it overdid it. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> probably that's went a, good, a little bit too far. A good sign for me. I think that's it. Though. You, there's two camps. There's there's overeaters and there's undereaters. And I've worked with lots of people who are undereaters, and they almost feel like they they don't get the same. Uh, I don't want to say res respect, but acknowledgement because yeah. the people tend to think, oh, it's all right for you. That's your biggest worry. Mm. But it, it's still a challenge. You know, mm -hmm. whether whether people are eating too much or eating too little, both are, both can be challenges in life. I think a, a lot of our members who have quite stressful lives and jobs forget to eat. Mm. And you can see it when they come into train that they just don't have the energy for it and then it's frustrating for them. So yeah, it's, it's good to point that out as well. So what does eating just enough look like? So yeah, it's, it's mainly for us, we're talking about tuning in again. We, we touched on this last episode, there'll be a bit of crossover, but getting that right amount of food to leave you in that energized state. So often over the years when we've practiced this one and gone through some of the education with our members, 
we have this little graph where you've got I don't know how best to describe this for the people who well even if you're watching on video I don't I don't have the graph <laughs> but if you if you can if you can picture a bell-shaped curve so on the on the left-hand side where you're eating too little it doesn't feel good and then the far right sort of the the curve is how good you feel so it's low on the left you feel low because you haven't eaten the right you haven't eaten enough it rises up and there's this sweet spot in the middle the the high point in the bell where you're in the zone of you've eaten just enough and then beyond that again you don't feel good again so it's just trying to learn and there's different tools and strategies and guidelines that we can use but just trying to get it so that after a meal we find ourselves in that nice green zone of having the right amount of food not too little not too much just like goldilocks <laughs> stole the words right out. i was just about to say goldilocks so why what is it about this practice that we we get our members to do or what's what's the guidelines that we, we go through so what what we do in this one is again share share that sort of image and then it's another one i would say that's evolved over the years what what we have now is a suggestion of I think we've got ten, and then there are a mix yeah, of the ten. mix of the listen to the body skills and guidelines. There are more, you know, we've got a couple of nutrition guidebooks that, that our members have access to as well. But we have we have these these ten just as examples, and we're saying look, pick pick one, pick two, pick three, maybe pick a mix of these. Hopefully not more than three, because you, you end up overwhelmed over, overwhelmed overdoing it. So you pick your. You pick what you're going to practice. You decide which meal or meals you want to practice it at because for some people, you know, breakfast is it takes care of itself or, you know, it's the same every day. They don't need to worry about it. Typically, we find it's later in the evening, you know, and people are a bit yeah. more tired, you know, emotions come in and things like that. So pick your practice, pick your meal. And then the third part is, is the key part is like pick how you're going to remember to do it because eating is such a automatic behavior it's so habitual already that it's easy to just you know wolf down your meal and be like oh yeah i was gonna <laughs> i was meant to do that thing yeah. at this meal should we go on so, was it, so it's almost like finding the cue before sitting down to that meal being really prepared in your mind this is the the meal that i'm going to do this exactly that yeah, yeah. what's what's going to cue me to re- remind me to to practice this so we've got 10 guidelines or 10 choices Let's go through them one by one and let's figure out or let's just have a talk about it and see if it fits in your life, if you've tried it, how you feel about it. So number one, Mike. So f- first thing, very simple, is just notice. Again, this isn't, this isn't what people call a smart goal. It's not that quantifiable. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. to be honest, I think that's for me, we, we've already said in, in previous shows, of, as we've discussed all these skill practices, that some of them we find you know, and different people will find different ones easy, but some of them, you know, powered down, I'm, I'm pretty solid at that one. We spoke about protein, move more, pretty solid. This one for me is one that I, you know, each time it comes around, I think, eh, maybe just need to just dial in a little bit more on this one. And and so the first, the first of the 10 is just noticing. It's like noticing when I'm getting full, no, noticing. Do you have any telltale, tell, telltale signs? How do you take part in this one? How would you know when you're getting full, noticing when you're full? Well, tuning into to the stomach, yeah. first of all. You know, like, which sounds obvious, but 
how many people are actually paying attention to how their stomach feels no. when, when they're eating or just after eating or are they You're already enjoying the flavor <laughs> i don't know if i even do that to be honest like consumed. i i i feel like i live quite fast in everything i do i'm always i'm always <laughs> doing things fast yeah so i'm the sort of person that wolves down the meal couldn't even tell you what it was you know yeah. then still hungry eat something else and then before you know it you're in that oh I've passed the I've passed that that Goldilocks zone. I've eaten too much now. So to notice, in order to notice, slowing down is the first step. But then, like actually paying attention to to how your body feels. Lindsay, do you have any? How do you notice? Or what do you do to notice? Again, this is one that I don't re- I rarely practice. Um, I'm probably more on what goes on the plate first rather than how I'm feeling during it. So I always make sure that my portions are in in control rather than overwhelm the plate. I I always make an example if you go to like a carvery and it's an all-you-can-eat buffet, like you just go mental. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like full, like I was at like a barbecue not that long ago and I literally filled my plate full of food and I sat down, I looked at it and I'm thinking, why have I done this? Do you know what I mean? Because it's there. Yeah, because it's there and it's, it's an abundance. But when I'm cooking at home, I'll make sure that my portions are within control, that I'm not going to overeat. How do you control your portions? Well, if I'm making something in bulk, I'll, I'll portion it off into containers to go in the fridge so I don't go back into it. Okay. That would be one example. Yeah. Mike, portions for you? I, I, can I just go back to the notice part? One, I just wanted to say one more thing in the notice one because there's two parts to it. The first part is actually noticing when you're feeling full. And I think that's the key first step for everyone if, if they're practicing that particular yeah. skill. But the second part is stopping. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because oh, yeah. <laughs> because there's, there's times where you're like, I know I'm full. And you just keep going. <laughs> but I'm having more anyway. You know, or, or people, you know, they're out for a meal, they talk about the dessert stomach. They're full from their main meal. Yeah. But they're always still going to... There's always room for dessert. <laughs> so if, I think it's okay... If you, if you can recognise and you can first step by just being aware that, you know, I'm full now and you might not always succeed in stopping, I think that's okay because you can't stop until you notice. So if you first start noticing and then you're maybe hit and miss at actually stopping, mm-hmm. I think that's okay and that's part of the journey. Yeah. The, the portions part, when Lindsay talked about buffet there, it, it brought into my head a couple of experiences I had when I was travelling. So when I was travelling... And this, this goes into this idea of, of like this scarcity mindset for dieters. So when dieters think that they cannot have something, I think that, the that more causes more the problem. It. And if, if, you, if you give yourself more of that mindset, like I can have, I can have whatever I want to eat yeah. and I can have it today and I can have it tomorrow, I can have it the next day, you're far more likely to stop when you've had enough. I think that's ultimately how diets fail because sooner or later you're not going to want to suffer and deprive yourself of that thing anymore yeah yeah and and when something is scarce it becomes more valuable so my story when i was traveling i was i was real i was in latin america i didn't have a lot of money and it was a real shoestring sort of budget you know finding the the local places to eat and things along the way i i would sign up for like tours to do you know special things and one you know, th- th- I could use a number of examples for this. A number, actually. <laughs> One that springs to mind is when I, I went mountain biking in Bolivia on that. It's, co- it's called the Death Road. It was on Top Gear once, pretty. It sounds exactly where you want to go mountain biking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it 
pretty famous. An experience. <laughs> but what you do is you start, you start up really uh, quite high altitude and it's freezing and you, you go down all the way down and you finish it. The climate's totally different. When you finish it, it's like temperate jungle and hot. But, and you've been, I can't remember how long, it like, probably took most of the day or most of the morning or whatever. And you get down in, and there's a buffet which is included in you know, the price that I paid to go on the tour and things. So because I've now, rather than like on a budget, I've now got an unlimited amount of food that yeah. I can eat that's already been paid for. So it's, it's kind of like Lindsay said about the, the, the Sunday carver or whatever. It, it's to like eat and eat and eat. Because, because that quantity and availability of food was previously really scarce to me, it, it, you know, it's, it's like a camel. Like <laughs> got, to, got to fill up, not on water, but on mm-hmm. food. Like eat it and it just felt dreadful afterwards. Uh-huh. British mindset of paid for it. I was so. just going to say that, <laughs> yeah. so I'll eat it. But also, but also because that, that ex- it was such a scarce thing, I, I knew, like, and some of the foods were novel and new, like the, the cooked bananas and plantains and stuff they had there. You know, it's like, oh, I need to have that because I don't know where the next one's coming from, yeah. which is what people are like with, I don't know when my next chocolate biscuit's coming from because I'm on a diet, so I'll finish the pack today. <laughs> but thinking of that and maybe more relatable for people is a barbecue where you, you have, you know, a burger and then you have something else and then you have something else and then you have something else. And I think in that buffet environment, and I am getting to portions, I'm, I'm coming there, <laughs> a buffet environment or a barbecue environment, if you put everything you're going to eat on one plate, yeah. like it, it would have probably horrified me, like what I ate that day in Bolivia and, and there was other ones, you know, on, on the journey. Or in a barbecue, if you think, Everything I'm going to eat this afternoon, I'm going to put on one plate. You'd probably be appalled yeah, <laughs> at I what was. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the idea, that, that next one, we've, we've step one or option one is, is just notice, but option two is more of a guideline than a listen to the body skill. It's just like, okay, put the right amount of food on your plate to begin with. How do you, how do you decipher the right amount of food? Is there some tricks there? Well, I think it's trial and error. Again, we, we spoke last time about meal windows. So if I put X amount of food on my plate and then two hours later I'm ravenous, then probably it wasn't enough. And, and other way around, like you said before, if, if you put X amount of food on your plate and you're having a nap afterwards, you need, yeah. to, you need to have a nap, then maybe it was too much. Mm-hmm. So too much. I think that's where having that structure is really helpful for people because they can say, I ate breakfast and how long did that last me? Obviously, what you're doing if you, if you had a workout in the morning or you didn't or how active you were will influence. But that's it's trial and error, I think. Trial and improvement. Trial and pr- practice. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tip number three or, or guideline number three is one that I find super challenging. And that's no screens. It's, it's a world of technology and a world of everything at your fingertips. I find it really hard. And what about you, Mike? How do you get on with no screens? I'm the same. This I would say this isn't one that I like. I have I have practiced this one before, but I I don't. And that's why we have ten that people can choose from. And there's not just ten, but also it's a really it's really effective. It's it's one of those ones that I don't want to do, but I know when I do it, I'm Your far mind. more present with what's on my plate and how I'm feeling. I think it's one of the biggest ones for me. The most effective one. For me, having no screen. You t- you put it into p- practice yeah, a lot. Yeah, I do. And from from moving into my flat last year, I 
I would, was with my mum and literally everything was in the living room, food, sofa, TV, like there was no other place to eat. Yeah. But now I've got a dining table, which has no screens, no TV, nothing. And the difference with being present compared to ramming all the food down your throat and then thinking, where's that gone? Where's the dessert? Yeah. You're sitting, you're, you're at the table, you're, you're almost at one with the plate of food and you're enjoying it. Like, don't get me wrong, there'll be times where I've, I've rushed it and I've thought to myself, oh, God, I don't know where that's went, usually in the morning. Um, but I try at least one meal a day just to sit down at that table and enjoy what I'm eating. An example for this, if you think of a time when you've been to a restaurant and let's say you've been to a really fancy restaurant and the food, the food comes out and it's beautifully presented. You have to take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not much of it. Uh-huh. And what happens, though, is that you go really slow... You enjoy, you talk about the food. There's no, you're not on your phone once you've taken your picture, <laughs> Jess. You're, you're not watching YouTube or watching a TV in the restaurant. You're, you're there in the moment with your food. You eat it slow. You pay attention to the food. And, you know, I've had these experiences where you think, That's, that ain't yeah. going to fill me up. You, but make, actually, you make the dad joke of, I like it. Can I get the real one now? <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of it, oftentimes you're, you're actually quite content with the amount of food you had. You know, because, seven plates. <laughs> but you've but you've slowed down. Yeah, you've enjoyed and, and it. It makes such a difference. Being present, yeah. Okay, so tip number four or guideline number four. I'm not saying it. <laughs> My accent's not going to allow me to say this. <laughs> Keeping it clean. Fork off. <laughs> fork off. I think we gave all of them just a short name to make them memorable, but fork off was just putting a fork down between meals. How many times do you think we can say it before someone no, slips up? <laughs> If, if something's funny, it's more likely to be memorable. So yeah. hopefully yeah. That's, that works with this one. But so, yeah, it's, it's just, again, not for everybody, but it's a simple guideline that people could lean on if they want to. Is make sure they put the fork down, chew the food, and don't pick it up until... Yeah, this is, this is one of those ones where I think you need to explain to the people around you and get the support from the people around you. Because I've tried this a few times, and all I get is, what are you doing? <laughs> Finished. You've hardly, like, um, just give me a minute. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think having support for that one and explaining what you're doing is key. It's something that I feel like I need to do when I'm at a restaurant because, you know, my fiance will eat much, much slower. She's, she's like a, a food role model in many ways, her relationship with food and how, you know. And so if I don't put the fork down... I'll be I'll be finished before she's had like yeah. one a few bites and then, then it's just awkward. Just sit there awkwardly, just watching this other person eat. How's how's the chips there? The, the um, say it again for me, Mike. Fork <laughs> off. Yeah, that kind of ties into the next one, which is halfway. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, schedule a half time. So this one feels a bit more man- manageable than putting the fork down for me and certainly for some of our members here where you look at your food at the start and you say I, I'm you know, visualising it when I'm roughly halfway through this I'm just going to do a little check in and see how I'm, see how I'm feeling You uh, ever tried that one Lindsay? No No? No Why not? I d- I d- that sounded bit, why not? Again <laughs> Tell me Tell me why you have um, No I just I, I just for me personally I think it's weird I think yeah. Lindsay has she said her main one is the portion. So if yeah. you've got the right amount on your plate, yeah. you don't really need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And listen, we'll say they're not for everybody. I know people that, that love this one. Again, I'm more of a, if it's on my plate, I'm going to eat it anyway. Yeah. 
but still it can help slow mm-hmm. down. Yeah, this, I don't think this one's... I tried it, but again, you, I just, you get that reaction. I think of, it's... I personally, <laughs> it's not my favourite one. I think it's a bit weird. Do you have a favourite? Yeah, portions. Portions? Yeah. Part, I portions. think... And sitting without screens, I would say. Screens. I think this one could be more helpful in that buffet barbecue sort yeah, of Yeah, 100%. Thing, so. Yeah, I would agree so, with so that. So then, then you begin to see the value there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different when all your food's on your plate and you're going to eat it anyway. Yeah. But when it's, when it's not, when there's more and more coming... You know, just that pause to just take a moment. I think the pauses and sort of half time and putting your fork down and, and, and noticing is also really beneficial for our, our next guideline, which is find the flavour. Because food, food's there to be enjoyed as well. It's not just a fuel source or you have to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So find the flavour, Mike. Yeah, well, also, it, so it's noticing that flavour enjoyment is different from fullness. And again, we, we kind of spoke about this in the, in the snacking bit where, you know, you have a biscuit, mm, that's really nice, I need another one. Well, you've already enjoyed the flavour, yeah. do you know? And so getting more and more full isn't, isn't making you, I guess, happier or more, more contented. So you can really enjoy the, you can really enjoy the flavour and not necessarily, necessarily have to have more. You know, you're, you're, People are chasing the flavour hit again when they're already full. You know, you can almost use it to your advantage. You know, once you feel like you're full, just put something you really don't like on top of it. <laughs> I.e., coriander. That's it. I'm done with that. <laughs> now. Not eating any more of that. I, I must say, like, I almost feel a little bit disingenuous talking about some of this stuff because yeah. these aren't these aren't things that I'm necessarily doing at every meal or or even at any meal sometimes, but they they are tools that people can use and I have done you know the periods were really dialed in and and you think you know you enjoy your meal better you eat the right amount of food but it just reinforces this idea of it being a practice mm-hmm. number seven on the list mindfulness five senses mindfulness five senses mindfulness <laughs> so my fiance was was laughing her head off at me <laughs> One day when, you know... Just, just in general, just... <laughs> stuck the fork in, in my food. I think I like, oh was God. having pineapple at breakfast and it was on my plate. And I just, like, you know, took it up, took it up to my nose and just smashed, like, what, what on earth it's are you doing? It's not a glass of red wine, my son. <laughs> but no, but, like, you can't, like, that's the point in this one is, like, you know, look at the colours, taste the food, smell the food, you know, and I, I think... You can, if you slow down and do it, you know, so she was laughing. It's all slowing things down. But yeah, but you can enjoy it more as well. And the reason, like I said, I, I, I'm too busy onto the next thing, going really fast, chowing it down or whatever. But at the times when I'm present enough to slow down, to smell the food, to taste the food, to look at the food, the experience is better and I feel better afterwards. Yeah. What about you, Lindsay? Have you ever smelt pineapple? <laughs> Yeah, you can smell it the minute it comes out of the packet. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoy where you're going with that. And I have just have this picture and it's hilarious of you sitting there like... Swishing oh, pineapple. Totally like, hmm, this is love. Mm. Um, but really no, taste the sugar I haven't this. practiced that one, but I'm definitely going to do it today. <laughs> it's good. And, a, cha- and, a challenge and, for the listener. Yeah, and, and, and the I'm feel, the feel, the taste the and the texture of the feel. food. You know? Nutella. <laughs> 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 What's happened? Mike's just getting a ribbon in this one. Oh, All right, God, let's uh, let's get this back on track. Mike, what's the, what's the next guideline or skill that we can use? Wait, just so wait ten minutes. I think oh, that's so a great one. I thought you meant something as in wait. Oh, no. wait. 
Wait. Wait. So, yeah, you can have seconds. Yes, you can have more. Yes, you can have dessert. Wait 10 minutes first. And if you still want 10 minutes. Really important if you've like wolfed down the meal. Yeah. And you're on to the next thing. Mm, let's go, let's go, let's go. This one's massive for me. This is probably my all time favorite one. Just, all right. Okay, I'm a relatively quick eater. I try to slow down. I try to be mindful. But sometimes I'm just hungry and I want to eat it because I want it and I want it hot. I don't want it to cool down. So I'll always just, right, there's more if I want it. I'm going to wait. And if I still want it in 15 minutes, then I'll have it. But it is, actually most of the time, I don't end up having it. This, this one feels like an easier one yeah. to practice, mm -hmm. certainly for me. But also what you were saying there about being hungry. Hungry feels like an emergency. Yeah. And I, th and I think that's part of the problem. So when you're hungry, you typically eat really fast and you also overestimate how much food is required in order to feel sated. Yeah. So you, so, so you eat really fast and you eat a lot of food. And then again, it's, damn, I've, I've, mm -hmm. I've passed, the, passed that point of feeling good. I mean, the, the too much. It's probably that primitive nature of just that scarcity mindset that you're talking about. I'm hungry, I'm going to eat everything now. And before you know it, you're having a nap. Well, I think as well, though, like, and this is known, there's a, when we eat, there's a cascade of events that happens in the body that it takes time before we get that signal to our brain that's like, ah, you're full up. Yeah. So you can eat a lot of food in that first 10, 15 minutes. First five. Before it's, <laughs> yeah, before it's too late. So yeah. it's the, catching the, up, the, is the it? The weight part is, it's, a, it's an easier one, I think, to, to let the clock tick on, to let the processes in the body happen, you know, so that we can say, actually, that's enough. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got two more, two more guidelines and skills. Next, we're going to chat about eat enough. Eat enough. So eat enough. Th this is almost like in the, in the other way, in that you should get to 30 to 60 minutes prior to your next meal. You should be able to last that. So if, if again, it's, you've had your lunch and by two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, hunger's kicking in, you're really, really hungry. And you, do, and you weren't intending eating until yeah. five or six o'clock at night, you, you maybe didn't eat enough. Or again, maybe that's, that's one of those for the snack smart where you need to be proactive and say, well, my meal window is half past 12 and half past two, then, then whatever. So it's, it's and, and also part of it is sitting with hunger before the, before the next meal, not thinking, oh my God, this is an emergency, I need to. Yeah, like it's okay to be. 30 to 60 minutes, I think is an okay yeah. period. You know, when, when that okay lunch is coming up, and, yeah, hungry. You like get, you're looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're excited. Oh, can't wait for lunch. Yeah, gonna... not just jumping straight into the cupboard when you get that urge to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, th I think I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm on, on my own with this, but my relationship with with food is that when when I'm in that when I'm on point and a good place and have the momentum, it feels it feels good to sit with the hunger. It, it feels it feels good to wait the 10 minutes. It's, it's actually, it feels better. It's more rewarding to, to taste the food, to be a bit more zen with, with how you eat. And when you're, when you're not in the good place, yeah. that's when you're, you're mindless, fast, not even enjoying the flavors and the things, you know? It's going from feeling in control to then being totally out of control of how you're feeling. And it's, a nice, it's nice to feel in control. Empowered. Yeah. Empowered. It's, it's definitely empowering. It's definitely, like I, I was chatting you know, just, just before we, we started this recording, 
like I, I remember, you know, it's, it's not only happened once to be fair, but <laughs> you know, like hopefully, you know, the listeners been in this situation where, you know, you've had your meal. I think one night we were having enchiladas, and like, oh, do you want another one? And I, I just took that moment. I was like, actually, I'm good. And it felt it felt really good to be like, you know what? I feel good. I've eaten the right amount of food. There is more. I can have it tomorrow. I can have it now if I want it. But actually, I'm, I'm at the right amount. And I think it's it does. Mm-hmm. It's it's empowering. It feels good. And and it's the path for people who are trying to manage body weight or lose weight or things. I think it's it's the path forward. Yeah, that kind of ties into the last little skill practice, which is post check. So it's just checking in with yourself after your meal. Tell us about that, Mike. Yeah. So just taking a moment to to reflect and get that feedback, like. Am I too full? Am I, am I still hungry? Do I need a nap? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, where am I? Just, just check in. And I think it can feel, for people who do struggle with their relationship with food, it can feel like they're always, always thinking about food. Mm-hmm. It's constant. It's, it's constant. It's a battle and whatever. But I think this, again, is, is a lighter way to do it. And also you don't need to, it's not like a diet where it's on or off. You don't, you don't need to do it. You can... You can just pick up that those those tools as and, as and when you need them. So it might be a day where you know today I'm I'm going to practice five senses mindfulness or flavor. You know, distinguishing between flavor and fullness. Or I'm going to put my fork down and slow down or things like that. Or this one, the post check. I'm just going to eat my meal and take a couple of minutes to check in and think, okay, how am I feeling now? It all sounds very zen, and <laughs> I'll reiterate, I'm not the greatest at it. Yeah, no. Certainly not 100% of the time. But even talking about it just now, I think, God, I should do this I more. I could do better, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the beauty of these skill practices, because every time it comes around, mm-hmm. it's a little reminder, I think, where am I at with this? Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, anything to add? No, I think Mike summarised it really well there. He did, did he? he yeah, he did. Perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's, I think we should add, like, you don't have to do all of them. You know, just pick, pick a few if you want to. See how they feel. See how they work for you. That's the key. See if it works in your life. If it works with your, go for it. Yeah, I've got, I've got one, one little, and I've got this quote in my head, and I'm trying to remember it properly. And this can maybe distinguish when we're talking about eat just enough. Oh, and actually, we didn't talk about tracking, which maybe what's still worth touching on. Uh, there was a, there was a Marcus Aurelius quote, and. He said, okay, I'm not going to get it perfect, but it was something like the difference between the boxer and the gladiator. The gladiator, the gladiator picks up and puts down the weapons that he uses, whereas the, the boxer all, always has what he needs and only needs to clench his fists, something like that. It, it, it sounds better, like, <laughs> go, go Google the actual quote. But that's the difference with the, with the diet that's something that's like on, off, on, off, on, off. And whereas these tools that we've shared in this one, it's just like, you've got them, you can practice them whenever you want. It's just a case of when hopefully not go. clenching the fists <laughs> literally here. But you know what I mean? It's just, you don't need any special anything. It's just, it's just being present. It's just, yeah. the, you always have the, the tools with you and it's just about using them. Yeah, it's been a bit more engaged in what you're, what you're eating yeah. and thinking about it. You mentioned tracking. There's pros and cons to tracking, right? Yes. So I think eating, eating just enough, people, as a first step, might lean into to tracking because then they know, well, 
why not figure out exactly how much I should eat and track everything I eat and then then I'll know. And I think that can be a There's useful, a place for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. a useful first step for people. You know, certainly if if like if you've got yourself to a place where I was where you're you're so disconnected with hunger and appetite and how much food is an appropriate amount of food, I think that's a, a good first step. Because you can learn to think, oh, actually, if if I'm going to eat 3,000 calories over the course of the day, like how would I split that and spread that out over my day or, or whatever? The downside is, though, is you're still not learning to tune into the body. And so are you going to track forever? Or we get to these stages where people look at, the, you know, they're, they're maybe content with what they've eaten for the day, but my fitness pal tells them they've got 100 calories left. So I'm one of like, those. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so then they have well, to fill it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll just, I'll just eat it anyway. Uh-huh. Whereas you forgot that it, it was all an estimate. It was yeah. all a guess anyway. So your your body's the best guide for how much, you know, and, and these, you know, hunger and satiety signals are are inbuilt. And if we if we listen to them, they're, they're there. So tracking is a tool. I have, I have spent times where I've tracked for, you know, a whole year, maybe even more. I don't track anymore. I think it's useful, but still, if you're going to track, it's worth looking at some of these skills and guidelines and trying to tune into your body. Even, even with tracking, you could probably do some of these skills and guidelines where, you know, I might just track three days or and the rest I'll just try and settle yeah, in. Yeah. It doesn't need to be every yeah, day of the week. Be. Well, especially because how many people, listener, I know there'll be a few sort of guilty acknowledgements <laughs> inside your own head that you're on it when you're, when you're tracking, but the minute you stop tracking for a day, it's a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's another one into that idea of being flexible. And to go back to Marcus Aurelius, the tracking is like a tool that the gladiator would pick up. And so, of course, it has its use in, on occasion, but you're not going to carry that tool no. all the time. No. no. Brilliant. I think that's a perfect end in there. We'll wrap this up. That's our seven skills. The prioritized protein, power down, eat colorful veg, review and renew, snack smart, move more, and eat just enough. If you've got any questions for us on any of these, please email us at podcast at akrfitness.com. Like, share, review. We're on YouTube if you're watching. Hello, give them a wave. <laughs> Lindsay likes to look directly at the camera. And, you know, give us a rating and a review and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, folks. Thank you.